the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life here with the fabulous, the beautiful, the amazing <laughs> Patrice. How are you, girl? Hi, Ellie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Can you say hi to my listeners? Hi, listeners. This is kind of weird because there's no one here, but right. I know you're out there, so hi. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to jump right on in. Who are you and what do you do? Sure. So mm-hmm. my name is Patrice Sosu. And I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. Um, For work-wise, I work at American Express and the global Mm -hmm. brand identity design and innovation team. That's a lot. Um, (laughs) But basically what I do there is I lead the card design program, designing Mm. all of the new and beautiful cards for American Express. And I lead the visual identity. So a lot of people don't think about this, but your favorite brands have a look, a feel, a smell, a Mm. sound, and I'm responsible for that for American Express. So it's really exciting um, to just, you know, pave the way for a new, uh, for branding in the world. Um, Besides that, I'm a mother and a wife, and I do a lot of creative things on the side. I'm into home decor, I'm into the arts, I'm into music and dancing, so there's a lot. Wow. Love it, love it. Mm -hmm. By the way, listeners, again, all of my guests have been beautiful. She is beautiful inside and out. Oh, thank you. And when you check out her social media handles, you'll see for yourself. But again, like she said, she's taken. um, So she's sadly off the market. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a question I've been asking and I will be asking all of my guests. Mm -hmm. How did we meet and what was our original thought of each other? And we'll both answer this question. Okay. So I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. date, but I know that we've met in high school. I've right. known Allie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were on the same dance team, the mm-hmm. Terpsies, in, yep. at Teaneck High School. Mm-hmm. And I was a freshman coming in yeah. and I was going for auditions. And Allison <laughs> just stood out. <laughs> she was one of the people that were supposed to show us what dance to do um, Mm -hmm. in order to audition, to get on the dance team. And she was just so dynamic. And this was not even on a stage. You were just, like, (laughs) dancing in a random room. And I was like, wow, look at how beautiful and fluid and graceful she is. And um, that was my first experience uh, Mm -hmm. of meeting you. Mm -hmm. And then I started to see you around the school in the hallways and... Allison, like I said, you had style before I even knew what style was. Aww. Like, you know, everyone in high school, you're all getting, you're all wearing Jordans and jeans. Like, mm-hmm. no one really knew what they were. They were right. just copying each other. Mm-hmm. But you stood out, um, and you were so funny and sweet, and just everyone had nice things to say about you. So that was, I just was like, that's going to be my friend somehow, Aww. some way. Somewhere, it's going to work. Yeah, and that was my first experience of you. Aww. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, same here. I don't remember the exact moment or date or chronologically or whatever, but I do remember experiencing you through Terpsies and through the hallways, and you just seemed like a genuinely sweet soul. Thank you. And I was like, oh, she's good people. She's good. <laughs> In high school, like, I was all over the place. I intermingled <laughs> with so many different groups you and did. people. So I wasn't, like, a staple group with anybody. Yeah. I just hopped around. Which was so. So, which was the amazing part about mm-hmm. you in a world of cliques. Right, yes. You were click-less. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was click-less. I like that. Mm-hmm. So um, when, I, when I experienced people, it was just, for me, it wasn't for, like, 
oh, this is going to be my new group or whatever. Right. So the moments that we shared, they were always just positive and they really were. sweet. They and were. you always smiled, too. And <laughs> I always smiled. So we were kindred <laughs> spirits and, like, smiling. Yes. I just remember that about you. And obviously after, in adulthood, you mm-hmm. know, I follow you on social media right. and just saw the come up glow up of you <laughs> and I'm like this female is dope thank <laughs> you so much and I'm like I've got to be her friend I'm, I think I remember what was it last year I was like can we be friends yeah like Allie we are friends and I was like we are you made my day and you're like, like no yes. real in life like let's get together and right. hug each other exactly I'm like I yes. want to feel you I don't yes. want to see you on a screen <laughs> so we still have to set that date to we like do, do our our, do. our hanging out but I know being a wife and a mother and a working woman mm-hmm. is it's all it's real serious business it it's adulting it's... on another level <laughs> yes. yes they don't tell you about that no, but they don't <laughs> they don't so getting into the motherhood mm-hmm. um how how was it getting married? Because I think you're two years in, right? We're three years in. Three years in, in excuse mm-hmm. me, yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it getting married and becoming a new mother? Because baby Kingsley is delicious, you guys. Oh, thank you. You need to see those cheeks. I can't. <laughs> I just, I just want to eat them. I want to eat him. <laughs> He's a poor baby. He gets that a lot. Like, really? We're just walking down the street, and old ladies oh. are like, those cheeks. And they're like, please don't touch my side. Right, exactly. <laughs> don't know you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but, oh, wow. So Calvin and I are college sweethearts. We met in oh. college. And, you know, you do the college thing. You're young. You're, you're The hardest part for us was... I'm growing, he's growing, but we mm-hmm. had to figure out how to grow with each other. Yes. Um, so we, we had a, a lot of obstacles, and some of it is just our own stupidity, mm. but we got we jumped over those hurdles, and mm. we got to, I don't want to say the finish line, we got to the, the starting line. Yes, this is a together. new Together, it's mm. a new chapter. Um, and we got our acts together, and we got married, and our... Our wedding was just, it was very pure mm-hmm. and genuine. We had exactly 99 people there. Really? And it was hard getting down to that small amount of numbers. Oh. Um, one, like, we didn't have a huge budget. Right. We spent $17,000 on our wedding. And Are it was, you kidding me? That's amazing. It's amazing. I, it was it oh. was $7,000 over what I wanted to spend. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know... It, the list kept growing. I wanted right. 50 people, oh, $10,000. Yes. Um, but I think uh. we did well, especially I, I'm talking to friends today and they're like, mm. well, my wedding is 30 and oh 70. God. And I'm just like, oh yeah. God, how are you even saving for this? It's crazy. Um, I think mine's is 30 or 35. It's, it's, it's really expensive. Yeah. You know, you just say wedding and vendors yeah. see dollar right. signs. So like, you need this, you need this. And I'm like, I do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you need, and then Pinterest doesn't help. It doesn't. So it fine. really does and then mood boards and all this nonsense forget it so we got married and we didn't go on a honeymoon immediately we bought a house actually yeah so we were looking for homes just passively not really Mm -hmm. um aggressive about it at all so the day after we got married there was a house that came on the market and i said well let's just go check out this house and see what it's about Mm -hmm. and we loved it so much we both loved it i mean we've seen so many houses that i liked and he didn't like and finding a house is actually your first true test in a marriage um and our parents god bless them and this is something that happens a lot in other cultures but mm. unfortunately doesn't happen a lot in like African American and yeah. black cultures they for a wedding gift gave us a deposit to put down on our home oh my god yeah um, so that's how we got into our house. That's awesome. And we had just three amazing years just working and traveling and oh. being obsessed with each other oh, and I love it. cooking and exploring mm. and just it was amazing, and we sat down, and we were like, okay, well, let's do this kid thing. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. We're getting older. We're not yeah, that old, obviously, right. but we're like, let's just do it. Yeah. And, you know, people glamorize mm. parenthood. 
Um, so I got pregnant. I had the easiest pregnancy in the oh, world. It was fantastic. Yeah. I was in better shape pregnant than I've ever been in my entire really? life, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I crazy. actually weigh more now than I did eight months pregnant, really? which is also ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm working on it. Um, I had a beautiful, easy pregnancy, mm-hmm. and you know, Calvin was just amazing through the oh. whole entire thing. I had a difficult birth. I had something called preeclampsia. Okay. And they don't know exactly what causes it. It's, right. it's I don't want to say it's common, but it happens a lot in first-time mothers and mm-hmm. older mothers who okay. are, I think, over 35. Right. And there's no cure for it. The only cure for it is to give birth. If you do mm-hmm. not give birth, what happens is you, your blood pressure continues to rise oh, until wow. you have seizures and eventually you die. Like, there's oh there's gosh. no way to fix it. Um, so to protect you and to protect the baby, mm-hmm. you have to give birth. So I wow. gave birth um, three and a half weeks early. Mm-hmm. And they told me, we're going to try and let you labor naturally and see how that goes. Right. Um, but if you can't, then, you know, we're going to give you a C-section. And I didn't have any like I uh, preconceived notions of what I wanted to do going right. in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I trusted my midwife and my right. um, nice. OBGYN. Like whatever you guys think is best. I wasn't mm-hmm. one of those women that's like I need to give birth in a bathtub. No, right. that wasn't me mm-hmm. at all. I'm pretty realistic about that. So I was laboring for seven hours going through the whole contractions wow it was it wasn't that bad i was like what were everyone talking about they're liars these contractions are nothing (laughs) i got to bounce on this little bouncy ball um like just riding out the waves of the contractions i had a doula in the room with me who was fantastic um she was like massaging my back Mm -hmm. while the contractions came and then hour seven of labor I said you know what I gotta lay down I'm not feeling that great Mm -hmm. so I did and they hooked me back up to the monitors just to make sure everything was okay right all of a sudden the monitors start beeping and I start like fading out and fading in um my blood pressure is rising and my heartbeat is dropping so your average heartbeat I think is 80 90 beats per minute Mm -hmm. mine was like 30 beats per minute it's like that of a dead right, right above a dead person on top of that, the baby's in distress. So they look they look at Calvin, and they're like, we have to take them into surgery. Right. Because, you know, if not, it's, it won't be good. Right. And my mom's also in the room. I look at her, and she's in tears. I'm like, oh, God, Aww. she's no help whatsoever. <laughs> right. Like, thanks for consoling me. Exactly. Keeping me strong, Ma. Oh, God, <laughs> she was the worst. It's like, oh, get her God. out of here. So we... They, <laughs> wheel me into the surgery room and Calvin's there as well and all I remember before blacking out like Mm -hmm. they didn't even have to give me they did because I would feel the pain but before that I blacked out and I just remember asking is this where I'm going to get the tummy tuck and the doctors and nurses laugh and then I woke up and I had a baby on my chest oh wow so that was it was pretty traumatic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, C-section is a major surgery. I mean, my C-section yeah. scar still hurts today, 10 really? and a half months later. Oh, my um, God. But it was worth it. Obviously, he's the most beautiful, it's amazing delicious. thing. Oh so we have the baby. They, they pack us up. They ship us out the hospital. The, but he doesn't come with instructions, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you just go home and you figure it out. So mm-hmm. Calvin, I'm so fortunate. I had six and a half months maternity leave. Oh, that's awesome. Calvin had a month of maternity leave. Nice. Of paternity leave, excuse me. So we were just in this little bubble for a month and, you know, just being with oh. this new baby and it's all about him. And Love that. after that month, things went downhill. Oh. Yeah. Like the, the visitors stop coming. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's lives go back yeah. to normal. Um, and then it's just you, and Calvin goes back to work, and it's you with this baby mm-hmm. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I experienced postpartum depression. Oh, my God. Yeah. After the month? After the month. Oh it, 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 I, there was trickles of it, tinges of it in mm-hmm. the second and third month, but it really started to hit home at, at month four. Oh, and wow. I read somewhere that 40% of guys also experience postpartum depression, but I think that number is much higher. I would say it's like 65, 70%. Because guys, one, are not going to honestly be like, 
yeah, right. I've experienced depression exactly. after my wife. I'm like hurting. You know, like, what are you hurting for? Right. Yeah, but it's true. And I saw that in Calvin, and it was oh, just wow. for us to be so close and to see us kind of separate. We weren't talking to each other oh, every wow. single weekend. We were fighting over stupid stuff. Like, mm. the bottle is two degrees too warm, Calvin. And he'd be like, so what? Just give it to the baby. It's fine. He wants a warm bottle. Right. That would start a huge fight. Yeah. Um. So we were in a really bad place mm-hmm. Um. for relationship-wise. Like, we yeah. weren't intimate at all. And this is... Calvin is a Scorpio and he's African, so like yeah. that doesn't. He's always on go, right? Right. Um, so it, it it's it was tough. So I we're finally out of the tunnel. We're finally Yay. on the other spectrum of that. And how we got there was a ton of communication. Yes. Um, I started seeing a therapist, which helps so much. Nice. And yeah. I have a tendency to take on a lot. Like I mm-hmm. say yes to everyone. So I've right. discovered my power of no and that has Come helped yeah you know I say no to things I'm not interested in and right. people that I'm not interested in or yes. I don't have time for and just refocusing you know um Calvin was my baby before yeah. I had a baby mm-hmm. and I think that was hard for him too yeah um so just shifting into you're still my baby but we have this other baby and he's right. both of ours um and just making sure that we have time for ourselves right and, you know calvin just had a guy's weekend last oh, weekend in awesome. texas and he had a lot of fun there Yay. so i was just i was happy that he had a good weekend, right so. that balance is important i feel in relationships yeah, like you is. still need to have that identity separate from you do. the mom or the father or yep. the relationship and being married and it, it really gives you Kind of like self-care, you know, because you have to coddle that side of you. You have to stroke it, you know, where you were an individual and nurture it. And these are the reasons why you guys even saw each other and wanted to be with each other. So you have to keep that alive. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I I feel like all long-term relationships Mm -hmm. go through this. I hear the seven-year itch or the eight-year itch. We've Mm -hmm. had... A 13-year itch. Like, before we got married, we did a small um, couples counseling with our pastor. Okay. And it was amazing. And I want to do it again. Like, because this is a this is another shift Tran- for yep. us. This Different is another transition, transition mm-hmm. for us. Um, so just to reset, realign, mm-hmm. what are our goals, what are our priorities. Right. Um, but now that we're out of the, the darkness, I would yes. say... It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) I feel like we're falling in love again. Um, We're discovering each other again because you're never the same person for your entire life. I feel like every three, five, ten years, you become somewhat of a new person. The the shell of you is still there, Mm -hmm. but your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, um, what you're interested in changes. Um, So, like, more power to the couples that have been together for 50 years. Like, that is. That is, oh my God, I, I can't even envision, oh. you know, just to imagine, like, how many times have you shifted over the past right. 30 years? So just mm-hmm. imagine, um, and you're, that person is still there with you right. and still interested in you and yes. still interested in things that you are interested in. That's, mm. it's powerful. So. Oh, wow. I... I saw something on the OWN channel. It's called Black Love. Oh, and it was, I love did, it. Did you see it? Um, yes. It was amazing just to see all those different stages of relationships yeah. and how they met yeah. and the adversities they went through as yeah. a couple and yeah. a part two. It, it was just amazing. So, like, yeah. definitely check that out if you haven't seen that, listeners. Please, I think guys. it's on demand. But it is on demand. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what Black Love the documentary taught me was you have to be comfortable mm-hmm. with your relationship changing. Yes. Um, if you are not comfortable with change, then you're going to have a hard time in right. your relationship. You are not going to, you're not going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, so you got to be comfortable with you changing mm-hmm. and then figuring out how to adapt to your husband, your husband right. changing and him adapting to you. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. We resist, but it's natural mm-hmm. and it's normal. Yes. Um, and we just need to embrace it. Yeah, embrace, exactly. Mm-hmm. Embracing is important. And I just wanted to uh, touch on a, a statement you made sure. when you were talking about the no, the saying no. Yes, yes. Like, that resonates with me because I realized later on in life um, that I have, like, 
people pleasing syndrome yes and it's like a black omen just like (laughs) over me and I'm like I need to say no I know I don't want to do this I'm gonna go in the car and I'm gonna just dread it and keep saying why did I do it yeah say no you know and it's a battle it's that acceptance (laughs) like when we were off air, I was talking about, you know, growing up and just trying to assimilate and not wanting mm-hmm. to be a part of my culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It stems from that. Like, I just want to be accepted. Yeah. So I had to let go of that and figure out what I want as yeah. an individual. And the no's start coming out yeah. naturally. Yeah. This is... No is going to be more powerful than any drug, mm-hmm. any therapist, yes. any aphrodisiac that you can find. Like, no yes. is power. And mm-hmm. this is actually something I learned from Calvin because his friends will say, oh, let's do this and let's do that. And Calvin will say no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you got to tell them why yeah. you said no. He's like, why? I, no is no. Period. Yes. No. Period. No. I'm like, well, you can do that. Right. So, <laughs> Is that allowed? <laughs> and what us women suffer from that. We're like, we do. no, because I'm not feeling really well. I'm so stressed yes. out about work and I just need it. No, because no. Yes. And, you know, at first it's jarring to people when you mm. tell them, especially what? when you're a people pleaser like oh my us. God. It's hurt. It hurts. And I'm it's like, scary. It's like, <laughs> I said no. And then you're looking at your phone right. to see how they react. Exactly. Are they going to call and curse me out? Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised. The people that get it, they're mm-hmm. like, "Cool, right? It's fine. Like, I don't, I don't want you there if you're not going to be your best self anyway. Exactly. So stay home, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or uh, the people that take offense don't get it, and maybe they don't need to be around you. Exactly. Like, maybe this is part of your cleanse. Come on now. That you need to. Okay, uh, we are no longer aligning. Thank you so much for this friendship. Thank you. I will see you in another like period or transition in my life, Come but it's now. not working now. Absolutely, I love that. Um, and <laughs> the hardest is family, right? Oh my god, they're the hardest to say they no are. to. But I've made so many sacrifices. And this power also came from having a baby. Mm. Um, No, I'm not going to prioritize you over my son. Come on now. I cannot. Mm. I have mother duties. I haven't seen my family all week. I haven't Mm. had time with my husband. I haven't had time with my son. I will see you maybe in two or three months. Right. Um, So I hate to say that sometimes it's a a thing that Mm -hmm. happens like giving birth or getting married that gives you this power Um, boundaries but sometimes you just you get tired you're getting we're getting older and our time is becoming more precious absolutely and you know that stuff is draining it is so the power of no is powerful oh wow oh that was a nugget that was a gem i'm actually going to put that on the social media the power of no what, what did you say the power, the of, power no of no is powerful is powerful yeah i love that okay so we're gonna go right into it i'm gonna mm-hmm. finish writing that later um we kind of talked about the pregnancy mm-hmm. and the birthing experience, so we're going to just hop over to the next part. Okay. How important is family to you? Family is everything to me. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up because I had such a big family. Mm-hmm. I had eight first cousins, wow. and every weekend we would all get together at my grandparents' house, or they would come to our house because our house was the fun house. My dad was the fun Aww. dad. And I just remember, like, all nine of us in one bed oh, sleeping head to toe. Oh. Mind you, my grandparents had, like, a five- or six-bedroom house. Really? A, a separate basement apartment. There was enough beds and room for everyone, uh-huh. but we all wanted to sleep in the same bed, and we wouldn't sleep we would just be up talking all night long and we'll say when we get older we're gonna buy a mansion and we're all gonna live together with our families like we had these grand plans and it's kind of sad now because everyone's grown up and Mm -hmm. they have their responsibilities and they've moved away and gone their separate ways Mm -hmm. but family is the place i rather be and it's it's the place i recharge Mm. um my family is five minutes away from our home. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'm always there just 
getting, they're helping with the baby mm-hmm. or they're helping me with things that I need to figure out at work or right. they're just making me laugh or they're just, Aww. you know, it's really, I didn't have a close relationship with my mm-hmm. mom. I didn't appreciate my mom until same. I would say maybe 22, 23. Oh my and God. I was like, why was same. I such a little dick? Yeah. <laughs> she's cool I know Um, and now that I'm a mom I'm Mm. just like the sacrifice I'm barely holding on with one she had three and and, and a set of twins I'm a twin oh really yeah so I was just like wow you are powerful you're amazing how did you do this and she's like I just figured it out so she she is phenomenal Um, but family is just Everything. And I come from a huge family. Calvin comes from a small family. Most of his mm-hmm. family is in London, in Nigeria, um, or the South on his mother's side. Mm. So I think sometimes he's overwhelmed yeah. by how close-knit we are mm-hmm. and how in our faces we are. Yeah. Like, there's no secrets in oh, the family wow. whatsoever. Like, if something's <laughs> going on with you, everybody knows. Oh. Um but he's starting to embrace it. He loves. Yay. He loves that there's so many people there for our right. son. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Like family has always been important for me. Mm-hmm. My mom has always been the orchestrator of events when mm-hmm. I was younger. So things would be at our house, yep. and when we lived in the Bronx, and she brought some of her sisters here from Ghana, Aww. and my cousins I adored them they were like yeah my little one playthings. <laughs> I would they were the first ones that I would teach dance to whatever I would learn yeah. I would come and I'd have dance class with them it oh, was they loved that it, they, sure. oh my god they loved it and you know I was the older cousin and I'm right. sure they looked up to me and mm-hmm. you know they were just my little sisters because I had my older brother who we didn't have the greatest relationship but I always had my awesome cousins and they just ride for me and so cute it's it's so amazing now they're all into different things right like sadly things have happened Mm -hmm. um actually around my wedding that kind of shifted the the flow and trajectory of our relationship so I don't have that close bond that I did have with them once but I love them dearly and I'm always open to building that again because yeah. I just think they're so awesome and I have so much appreciation for them. And yeah. I'm telling you, like, it would be, oh, it's snowing outside. It is. It's oh, quite wow. beautiful. It it's is serene. beautiful, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. Sorry, the first snow. Yes, <laughs> first snowflake. Yeah. But, um... I'd have, like, a barbecue, and I'd be like, oh, I need help, and they'd come through, and, wow. you know, Africans just go hard, oh, especially if they? it's an event, like, oh, forget it. so they'd go in, they're yeah. helping, they're serving, yep. and, like, people would come and almost be envious, like, <laughs> what, the, your cousins, you I have, have a friend, an army, yes, <laughs> I have a friend to this day, he's like, I love your cousins, the tall one, that's my girl, and yeah. I'm like, yes, yes, they go hard, so I definitely miss them, and I love them yeah. very much, but I, I can relate to you in terms of that that bond and mm-hmm. camaraderie, you almost feel like you don't need anybody else, we didn't, they're everything, yeah. you know, we didn't, and they're, they're women. I don't know if you, um, your your cousins were women. And- Mostly boys. Oh, really? Yeah, there are a lot of oh. males in our family. Oh, but wow. And I was kind of raised, like, I was very much a tomboy. <laughs> um, my dad would be like, let's go out and drink beers and oh, play wow. basketball. And I'm like, well, I'm a girl. Yeah. I think we should drink tea and play right. with dolls. Yeah. And like, no. <laughs> um, so, but I had two girl cousins who were younger than me and oh. just... We are now finding our way to each other. Nice. Um, I speak to one, the, the youngest girl cousin, almost every day. We oh, have, like, wow. a little family group chat. And then the middle youngest female, we speak every... I would say we speak at least once a week. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just so nice to watch them grow up. And, right. you know, they'll ask me for advice. And that is, like, you want to hear from oh, me? Like, I you know. think I'm cool enough to tell you oh. something or help you live your life and yes they do so it's it's i feel that family fortunately and unfortunately Mm -hmm. um 
can never be replaced. Right. And they're the ones that you can go through so much, mm-hmm. but they will always be there. I'm sure, like, if, you know, if you don't talk to your cousins today, if you needed help tomorrow, they would be there. And eventually right. you're, you're just like, what are we even not talking to each right, other about? Like, right. what is this all about? Mm-hmm. And you get to a place where it's, you're like, let's meet up. Yeah. Let's yeah. hang out. Right. Let's reminisce. Let's get back. Yeah. yeah. I hope. I, I really am sending that out into the universe. I Me hope too. that it's something Good juju. that could happen. Right? Good yeah. juju. <laughs> So, we talked about family. Mm-hmm. How important is travel to you? Because obviously on your Instagram, I don't know where you've been. Sometimes I just don't read the <laughs> subtitles, but I'll just indulge in the aesthetic of it all and just suck it all in. And yeah. I don't know where these places are, yeah. but they're beautiful. <laughs> travel is my third love first is my husband Mm -hmm. then is my son and then Mm -hmm. it's travel and it it energizes me Mm -hmm. it gets me back to okay i'm in the game i can be this powerful woman this career woman this wife and this mother um i i've been oh goodness so many places i've been to bali indonesia which Mm -hmm. is just it is my, if Calvin said, pick anywhere in the world right now, we're going mm-hmm. to move there and live there and start a fresh life. We're going to Bali. Oh, wow. Um, I've had this experience in Bali where I went with two girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It was my girlfriend's 30th birthday, and oh, wow. she invited us along. And everything was beautiful. And I didn't expect that. I just was like, we're going to Bali. There'll probably be, like, a lot of cute beaches. Right. But it's a third world country, and we just yeah. we don't know what we're getting into. Right. It was like a mix between a Cri- the Caribbean and France really? merged together. So chic, oh. a bunch of cute shops. Everything was so affordable. Oh my god! Um, we stayed in this stunning villa for like nothing a night. We were we were getting massages pretty much every day for Are two hours, serious? and they were like ten dollars. Oh my! Gosh. It was just pure luxury. Um, oh. And. There's a huge design scene in Bali, really? and I'm truly into design. So yeah. they they have this beautiful wood there that the wood uh, the woodcrafters would carve out beautiful furniture oh and ship to stores like Anthropology and Restoration Hardware. Oh. I know this girl who furnished her entire house on trips to Bali. Wow! And yeah, you can ship back furniture. Like I saw this. Stunning, stunning daybed. Um, and it was only $60 there. I come what? home, I look on anthropology.com. The same exact daybed is $3,000. Oh, no. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so Bali is my, it's my home. Oh, home wow. away from home. I can't wait to get there again. Um, we, I've been to Taiwan. Wow. Um, obviously, London and Paris and the entire wow. Caribbean. Um, my second favorite place is Istanbul, Turkey. Ooh, I went there with Turkey. my husband. Turkey is just wow. I heard it's um, beautiful. It's it's stunning, and the people are lovely, and the food is delicious. Oh, we had wow. when we first booked a trip. This mm-hmm. was I want to say almost nine, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "Why are you going there? What's what?" <laughs> but my the one of the chicest women I know, Melis, mm-hmm. she lives in Turkey, and I was like, "Well, she lives there. Right. There has to be something chic there because right. this woman is like flawless, head to toe, to head <laughs> to toe flawless." I'm so glad we went. It was mm-hmm. such a that was the first trip where Calvin. When we go on vacations, mm-hmm. Calvin's usually like, "Let's just relax and like drink." Yeah. And, do nothing but that was the one where he was like let's go here let's go there we discovered these castles and we went to the grand bazaar and we're haggling with carpet dealers wow Um, so it was a true experience i love that yeah yeah i still have um these great pashminas and turkish towels from really from that trip oh Mm -hmm. love it love your home never been in it but i love it oh from what i've seen yeah um did you get bali belly when you went to bali i did not oh i did not i feel like this is gonna be me i feel like it's stupid people that do that like of course Mm -hmm. if you go eat on the street the dirty street cart you are going to get bali belly Mm -hmm. but like they're so bali is so um I, I, I want to say it's like a, a very um, warm and friendly Soho, Ooh. you know, or like a West Village. Mm-hmm. It's just tons of great restaurants. There's wow. lots of um, famous chefs that are going over there to open restaurants. It's a, it's a huge foodie scene. So oh, really? I don't know how people are getting Bali Belly. Yeah. Kind of like 
I don't know. I had a friend and he was like, yeah, you know, I drank some water and they told me not to drink water. But then I got Bali belly for like four days. And, and that's just another like, thing. Like get bottled water. Like don't be dumb. Just, right. Yeah. Like you're not home. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that episode of um, Sex in the City mm-hmm. when um, Charlotte opens her mouth in the shower at Mexico. And then like, <laughs> why? Why would you do that? I don't even do that at home. So it's like so dumb. Like girl, but no, together. I, there's a lot of places on my bucket list. I actually choose places I want to go mm-hmm. by. Like I want, I'm dying to go to Guatemala because they have Ooh. amazing textiles and they have this oh. Guatemalan market that it's known for home decor. So I'm like, Kevin, we need to go here. He's like, we're just I going for that. pillows, right? But okay, I'll see what else is there. Yeah. Um, oh, that's oh yeah. Dope. We we went to we took baby to Colombia this oh. summer too. How did baby like it, baby? Oh, God. He was just like, whatever. Put me in the Uh, pool. (laughs) He loves water. Oh, he Um, does. We were in Mexico two weeks ago, and he just kept crawling into the ocean. I'm like, oh, my God, this baby is going to die. (laughs) He has no fear at all, and it terrifies me. He just keeps crawling into the water, and the waves are, like, splashing him down. But uh, we need to to do over for Colombia. We went to Cartagena, and Mm. it is the most romantic city I've ever been in, Mm. but it is not baby-friendly at all. Um, So we'll need a do-over. Oh, wow. Delicious food. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. So what inspires you? Um, This is... Everyone says this, but, like, waking up obviously inspires me. Like, just the Mm. opportunity to have a new day, a fresh blank canvas to mm-hmm. create or ins- inspire other people. Right. Um, my son right now is a huge inspiration. Oh. Not because he's my kid and he's cool. <laughs> duh. <laughs> but <laughs> he's seeing things through fresh eyes. Yeah. I mean, things that I take for granted every day. Mm-hmm. This morning, I gave him a silk scarf, mm-hmm. and he stared at that scarf, and he rubbed it through Yay. his hands, and he tried to eat it. Aww. And it was like the most magical gift I could have given him. And, I, and to me, it's just a silk scarf. I'm right. going to wrap my hair in it later. Yeah. But to him, it's texture, and it's yes. smooth, and mm-hmm. it's soft. And um, So seeing things through his eyes wow. is very inspiring um colors that i've never known before are so much more vibrant and beautiful um our home used to be very much black and white but Mm -hmm. it still is but we're slowly introducing more color um, because he's attracted to it and he likes it so Mm -hmm. he's starting to influence the design of our home okay obviously it still needs to be like chic right exactly or it just wouldn't be yeah this is not gonna be your preschool (laughs) ABC classroom. Right. But I can introduce some color for you. Um, So that's really inspiring. And then Mm. we just relaunched the brand at American Express. And what I mean by relaunch is we have the same logo since 1975. So we just updated our logos. We have a new color palette, a new photography style. Um, So that has been very inspiring because there's a the rebrand is rooted in lots of research and insights. Mm -hmm. Like we don't just wake up and say we need to rebrand. There was a long journey that got us to where we are today. And that journey involved being inspired and how do we invigorate the brand and how do we inject enthusiasm and engagement Mm -hmm. in a visual way so that has been a a very inspiring project oh wow i Mm -hmm. love that i love that that's like boss chick status (laughs) Mm -hmm. how important is style and fashion to you huge huge Mm -hmm. it um I'm a minimalist, okay. so I have less than 50 items of clothes. Girl, I need that life. It's, I don't, what? I can't think, and I get stuck on the number sometimes. It's yeah. not about the number. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be anywhere between, I've had 33 pieces of clothes, and that was, like, the most stylish I've ever been in my life. Really? 50 is actually starting to give me anxiety, because <gasps> there's too many choices. Really? Oh yeah. my god, girl, I love it. <laughs> yeah, my husband is the actually he he watched that document documentary oh I can't even talk the documentary (laughs) on Netflix about minimalism so he started to scale back too 
And this is a guy that had like three closets and what? just tons of shoes. That's me. It's um, so much, so much. Yeah, so I get inspired by it, but not. I love to see what are the trends and what's coming down yeah. the runway, mm-hmm. but not for me to adopt because mm-hmm. I, I have a pretty classic style. I know what I like and nice. I, I don't. I know it works for me, and I, I kind of need to have some sort of a uniform. Ooh. My mind goes in so many different places. I have to make so many decisions every right. single day. The last mm-hmm. thing I want to do is think about clothing. Right. Um, so I know I'm going to wear my silk button down with my leather pants and my heels. Boom, that's my outfit. Right. I'm going to work. Or I'm going to wear a really chic shift dress. Mm. Boom, that's my another outfit for work. So, like, yeah. I have, like, five to ten good outfits in rotation for work nice i love that yeah so it's not hard to get dressed at all i love that in the morning but you know i just i love to see what's happening out in the world and like how people are dressing and what Mm -hmm. what other people think is cool and not cool i love that i'm actually going to do a capsulated wardrobe yes so Right now, I, I mentioned it on the previous mm-hmm. podcast with Natasha Davis that I'm just going to do black and white for a year. Yeah. And it's going to be a new era in my life where I'm rediscovering myself and my style and emotionally who I am yep. and what I want and just the simplicity of that and sticking to those colors. And wearing a lot of the same things yeah. over and over again. Yeah. So. And you you will find it will free you. I don't know if you've heard of Project 333. No. So Project 333 is basically, that's how I got started with a, a wardrobe of 33 pieces. Um, mm. So it's like you wear 33 pieces for three months, and mm-hmm. which is the season, right? So it's like your fall wardrobe, your winter wardrobe, your... Um, spring and summer wardrobe mm-hmm. and you only have three, 33 pieces for each so you're not mm-hmm. going to buy a new wardrobe for each season mm-hmm. but like say for winter you have 30 pieces that can move from fall and you need to probably buy like a cashmere sweater for right. your winter wardrobe mm-hmm. and for spring you can probably dial back and put away your sweaters right. but you'll add some flirty dresses one or two and then summer mm-hmm. you'll add like a pair of chic shorts mm-hmm. um, but the goal is at, at any given time you have this strong of capsule wardrobe of pieces you love and that's a hard mm-hmm. part like I've been a huge like, let's go to Forever 21 right. and H&M and Zara Girl for a long time. Yes. But when I'm going to clean out my closet, those are the pieces that go first. Wow. Those are the ones that I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit right yeah. anymore. Um, and I'm becoming older, and mm-hmm. I have some curves now for the first time <laughs> in my life after baby. And things, <laughs> those clothes don't fit me like I want them to fit me. Yeah. So I find that... I'm going to splurge a little bit more on the silk shirt, but right. I know that it's perfect for me. Yes. Um, and it's good quality, and I'm going to continue to wear it for the next three years. Yeah. So that's my mentality. Like, what is the longevity right. of oh, this, this piece? Right. And it's hard. It's it take it took. I started this. I want to say four years ago. Wow. And I'm finally I finally have my dream, almost my dream closet. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. I'm that's the search for what I'm trying to do. Just obviously minimalism, but I do want to incorporate personal style. Not yeah. so much fashion cuz that is fleeting. Yes. It comes and it goes. Exactly. And things always end up coming back, but sometimes you just don't want that stowaway of clothing just mm-hmm. like there for a few decades. Is <laughs> that's what happens, right? Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, this is cool again," or maybe I can give this to my daughter or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I I want to be able to just keep the same things in rotation and yeah. be functional. That takes a, a bit of ruthlessness, mm. I think. You have to be able to stand in front of your closet and say, I have not worn this in a year. I am not going to wear it next year no. or the year after that, and I probably won't give it to my daughter. It goes. Right. Um. So, and that's a step towards being a more decisive person. Yes. I yeah. Love if that. you can control that little piece of mm-hmm. your life, it gives you a gateway to control more. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Thank you for that nugget. That's. <laughs> I'm going to be incorporating that in my own journey. Yeah, good luck. 
Thank you. So what are some tips and tricks regarding home decor design mm-hmm. um, that you can give us? Because obviously your home is fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um, the first thing I would say is it's a marathon, not mm-hmm. a race. Mm-hmm. So people see my home today and they're like, oh, it's great. Where did you get this? Where did you get that? Mm-hmm. Um, can you help me? design and I'm like yeah I can help you right like what's your timeline and what's your budget and they mm-hmm. usually have five dollars in five minutes I can't do anything with that. Uh. Like, what do you want me to do <laughs> um it took three and a half years for our home to get to what it is today and that oh. was intentional mm-hmm. so my first av- piece of advice is live in your space right See like, the way you walk and see where are the walls that you're usually looking at and where does the, the light come in and where nice. do you walk so that you can put down a rug and right. um, like what corners really speak to you so that you can put a plant there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, we first bought our house. We were like, we're going to gut this kitchen mm-hmm. and do a brand new renovation. I'm so glad we didn't because mm. what... I thought I would have wanted for that layout when I yeah. first moved in. Now that I've lived in the house and let the house speak to me wow. um, and see how I move around in the kitchen and things wow. that I want, I would do a completely different layout today. Wow. So first piece of advice, live in your space, learn your space, right. and let it speak to you. Mm-hmm. The second piece of advice is have some patience. Um yeah. You know, I am a huge fan of estate sales and flea markets. Yes. I just love to find something. I don't want everything in my home new. Right. Um, I like things that have a story to tell. And I like when people walk in and they're like, that's a cool lamp. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I got it from this estate sale. And this guy died and he left this lamp. And there's a story Mm -hmm. behind it. Um, Just like my dining chairs. They're 1980s Milo Bogman. Love them. Olive green velvet with gold handles and um, gold metal handles and legs and they are they're just my entire they're beautiful oh, they're my fourth love behind oh, really? husband baby travel yeah. and my dining <laughs> chairs yes. and I got them at an estate sale and the the going price for them are like four or five thousand dollars today right. and I got them for nine hundred dollars eight wow. dining chairs I was going to buy eight dining chairs from Target for like $1,500. That would have fell apart in a year or two. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the patience. We lived with no dining, well, not no dining chairs, but really ugly dining chairs for Mm -hmm. three years until we found these. Um, So you got to be able to have the patience. It doesn't, it, it, you're not going to find everything everything. all at once. And you don't want your room, your place to look like, West Elm showroom floor. Right. Mm-hmm. My third piece of advice is art. Mm. Um, art is what's really going to warm up your home and what's yeah. really going to... That's the best way to show your personality. And people are like, well, I don't know how to pick art. Yeah. Trust me, like getting a branch and framing it outside, that is art. If that yeah. speaks to you, that that is your art. Um, right. The art is not something that's right or wrong mm-hmm. or something that people can judge you on. That is your thing so you know I'm I'm a huge fan of getting things on the wall awesome (laughs) thank you those are great what are your favorite current home trends home decor trends right now so there's this I think it's Danish mm-hmm. or Swedish, there's this term called huga, mm-hmm. and it's spelled weird. It's spelled H Y G G E, mm-hmm. and it's all about slow living. And mm-hmm. what that means is appreciating everything that's surrounding you in your home, and you know, the opportunity to go into your room and turn back the comforters and lay on soft jersey oh. sheets, or soft satin sheets, or soft silk oh. sheets. Or soft 1,000-thread Egyptian cotton sheets. Like, that is an opportunity that not a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a luxury that not a lot of people have. So slow living is just about appreciating what you have um, and taking care of those items that you have don't take it for granted mm-hmm. and that's a huge movement right now the, the idea of huga and and just 
being a minimalist, you know, you don't need to add clutter to your home and just Mm -hmm. making sure that everything is clean and you have a blank slate. So that's the trend I'm all over. I hope it stays forever. I know. I love that. I want to adopt that because also it, I feel like it, it associates with mental health too like if there's like visual clutter like I love a lot of things and sometimes I can't stop so there's like things around me (laughs) but it is stressful Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense it is because it's like it's clutter yes and it's mental clutter too. It is. It is because you're like, okay, you're like where do I look? Overload, overload, overload. <laughs> so yes, that that's something that I'm working on as I'm getting into this journey. And mm-hmm. the encapsulated wardrobe is is something that I thought about for a long time. Yep. You know, inspired by Michael Kors and mm-hmm. his just t-shirt and jeans. You know, mm-hmm. it's black, always black, and I'm just like. Yes, you're you're appreciative of fashion and that is, this is your job and this is what you do, but for yourself, yeah, this is what's true to you. Exactly, and you're gonna see that that will it will be a consistent thread mm-hmm. through everything in your life. It's gonna feed into other areas. So at work, you're going to either you know want to streamline at work and be more efficient. Right. And like, what's the how can I maximize the day without mm-hmm. killing myself yes. and um, be the most efficient that I can? And in your relationships, like, mm-hmm. is this a valuable relationship to me? Am right. I just holding on for no reason? Like, you're yes. going to to question Mm -hmm. the value of every single category in your life or situation Mm -hmm. in your life and that's not a bad thing and I love that you brought up Michael Kors like why do these powerful leaders Mm -hmm. have a uniform yes they don't want to think about something as trivial as clothes right you know and that's that that's a part of the cleaning up the mental clutter yes I love that so inspiring to me Mm -hmm. All right, this, these are questions that I ask all my guests at okay. the end. Okay. So I'm just going to jump right into it. What would you tell your 14-year-old self? <laughs> Slow down, little girl. Mm-hmm. There's no rush to be grown. Enjoy girl. the moment. Mm-hmm. Be a teenager. Be a child. Listen to your mother. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. What is your favorite color? It used to be black, but mm-hmm. now I'm thinking like blush. Ooh. I'm really into it. Like I'm, I'm because I live in a home with two wild boys. <laughs> I'm really embracing my feminine side. Come on now. So yes. I'm like I'm all about the rose golds and mm. the soft blush and the millennial pink. Yeah, I'm so there. Rose has a lot of. Um, properties of like higher vibration yeah yeah i've recently gotten into that um it was actually said on one of my favorite podcasts um the friend zone friend was talking about Mm -hmm. rose the essence of rose and the scent of it it lifts it's one of the highest vibration lifters that's so interesting because all of the products i've been using for my skin Mm -hmm. lately have rose properties in them so i'm using this rose water um glycerin spray and i'm using this rose cleanser rose scented cleanser Mm -hmm. from glossier and i have this rose lip balm and i'm just like where else can i find more rose products like give me the rose yeah (laughs) your vibration is higher so like you're attracting all of that i love it i'm totally in a rose world oh yes Mm -hmm. yes i'm getting there i'm trying (laughs) so what advice would you give other women? Um, the advice I would give other women is to slow down mm-hmm. and just evaluate every single thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what we have a tendency to give, give, give. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time for us to take. Yes. Take what you need to mm-hmm. energize yourself because when you are broken, the oh, wheel doesn't move. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it, it's, it's so we're so, so many people depend on us mm-hmm. um, in our work lives, in our friendship lives, in our family lives, in our relationship li- lives. So I think it's, it's so important to take right. and don't feel bad about it yeah. because a man would take and just leave mm. whoever it is on the floor and, and unapologetically. Unapologetically. So, my advice is take 
Mm. What's yours? It's yeah. your rightful duty. Take yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I kind of skipped this question, yep. but we'll go back to it. Um, have you become the woman you've always wanted to be? Ooh. <laughs> that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I just got chills. Ooh, Ooh. good. <laughs> um, I have. I didn't know... I would be here, but mm. I'm so happy that I am here. Aww. And at this time in my life, with the people that I, that are around me mm-hmm. and the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm getting excitement from and the places mm. that I'm going, like, this is a damn good time in my life. Oh, yeah, I love I'm, that I'm happy answer. and proud of the women that I uh, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been times in the past where I was like, girl. You are no. Get it together. <laughs> um, and she has. Yay. She has. I can genuinely and we were talking about this before, but you know, mm-hmm. Instagram and social media period is mm-hmm. filled with a lot of fakeness and people yes. who aren't being their authentic selves. Right. And I can honestly say that what people see on my feed is actually what's really happening in my life. Right. I seek out beautiful things I surround myself with beautiful things because that gives me energy and that makes me happy um so I think I I am I'm pretty proud of who I am today I love that and you know what I didn't ask you what is um habits of creatures oh habits of creatures is my my little side project I had to take a break from it because Mm. work has been crazy but um I'm so excited to jump back into it so After I had baby, my morning routines... I've never been a morning person, but after I had baby, my morning routine was just, like, a disaster. Oh, girl. Thank God for my husband, or else no one would get out the door. (laughs) Nothing would move. Um, So I started asking people, what do you do for your mornings? What are your mornings about? And I didn't realize it was such an intimate, like, my morning. Why do you care? I'm usually... Yeah, it it was a really intimate thing, but... Thank God, people love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, I'll get up, I'll do this, I'll eat that, I'll wear that. Um, and before I knew it, I had like a little book of notes in my phone. So I was like, if oh, I wow. care about this, maybe other people care about it too. Yes. Um, so Habits of Creatures was an opportunity for me to go inside people's homes and photograph them that. in their space and learn about their mornings. So I, I got to, that. you know get tips and tricks and advice and products on how to create or how to design a better morning. Oh, At wow. the same time, I'm feeding my design need. So I walk mm. into these spaces and everyone is just so inspiring yeah. and they have such beautiful things or unique and eccentric things that right. I want to learn the story about. So, oh, wow. you know, I get to photograph their homes and learn and get I advice. So that. it's like the best of both worlds. Oh, yeah. I love that. So it's, it's habitsofcreatures.com. And mm-hmm. if you need some help with your morning and just want to hear from inspiring, I only have women so far, but we have a few guys lined up for nice. interviews. You can go check it out. I love that. Mm-hmm. And they can find it on? Yeah, on Instagram at mm-hmm. habitsofcreatures mm-hmm. or the site is habitsofcreatures.com. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have like this bonus question that I told you about. <laughs> what are your top favorite movies top five okay i i only have two okay that works too (laughs) so pride and prejudice i love my mom loves that movie it is my favorite (gasps) movie oh my god um and more than just the story, the, the story is this mom who's like meddlesome mm. and all she wants to do is marry her five daughters I off know. to rich men. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's set in the Victorian era. So everyone's mm-hmm. wearing these like tight corsets and these Ugh. huge dresses. Um, I'm a huge history buff. So I love, love, love the cinematography and yeah. they're like the the movie is stunning i could oh, watch it, it is. with no volume and oh. just see all the photography there oh, and it's wow. just it's an experience and it really takes oh. you back to those times yes. my second favorite movie <laughs> is braveheart with Ooh. mel gibson oh my god that is a good one that is a hard i am a huge <laughs> i love war movies mm-hmm. i love war in general like i'm a huge like military buff mm. um i just like to 
study wars and see who were who were the winning sides and right. why did they win? What what yeah. strategies did they implement? And sometimes mm. it even works in the workplace. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Napoleon did this, and he nice. I could apply that here. And I'm yeah. gonna like drive this project home and do a, wow. like a, a field attack. It's ridiculous. I, I plan love these that. like attacks at work. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's just living their lives, and I'm, like, planning military, like, Right. Tactics yeah. <laughs> and ways to win. I love that. Yes. I'm very, um, very competitive in that way. Um, so I love that movie. I mean, just the, the, the idea of fighting for your rights. Mm-hmm. Um, these people in Scotland have been oppressed by the the English people for so long and they, mm-hmm. they rise up and they fight back and this is one guy William Wallace who mm-hmm. he's poor but they kill his wife that mm-hmm. he just marries and he's like I am going to destroy all of you oh. and it's three hours of just these rag, like a ragabond or a vagabond like band of bandits oh just fighting this very well polished British army and defeating them. Like, so it. cool. Outsmarting them. Oh so. wow. I love it? how I love how like the juxtaposition. Of I was like Pride and Prejudice, pretty dresses. I know. And killing in the military in a war. It's like the opposites, but it's <laughs> those are my beautiful. favorites. Yeah, and whenever they're on TV or they're on Netflix, I watch them all the time. Yeah, like you don't get tired of it because it's like a fave. No, what are your movies? Mine are The Fifth Element. I just Ooh, think it's so hilarious. That's a good one. I love it's so YouTube because it's like quirky. It, it is. It is. It's so and it's, mean. It's actually way ahead of its time. It is. Like, it really was. Mm-hmm. Like it's relevant today. It is. I don't think it got its. It's glory then. No, if it came out today, I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. Oh my god, cool. absolutely. I love that movie. The music, even the the outfits, the like Lilu. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, the outfits I are good. I loved it. That's so that's one. one of um Love Jones is probably one of my Ooh. top. Uh, I don't know, just like That's a good one. It was a well done movie. Like some people say it's corny, but for some reason I just think it was orchestrated beautifully. I like, agree. And it was authentic. It too. was authentic. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to move to Chicago. Mm. It like made me love my blackness too. Yes. Like yes. and the idea of black love uh-huh. and and the ups and downs, even just the culture and that's when I first was exposed to because it came out when I was young right I was exposed to like intellectual blacks yeah you know and I was like what what are they talking about ooh poetry what is that you know (laughs) I'm like girl from the Bronx um moved to Teaneck and I'm just like where they do that at right we had the rink you know we were like skating (laughs) like these people were somewhere in a bookstore reading like really deep stuff. <laughs> it was, it, the first time I saw it went over my head. Yes. But same. now I appreciate it. Absolutely. So now I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Have you seen this movie? Right. Yeah, it's it's like, it's a hood classic too. Definitely. Absolutely. My other one is She's Gotta Have It and the original. They yeah. have like um, a series now on Netflix. Right. Which is great. Love that too. But Fantastic. if you guys get the opportunity, go on Netflix and look at the original. It's all in black and white. It's Spike Lee's first film. Yeah. Classic. Just a classic, beautiful movie. <coughs> Excuse me. And the actors were just right for it. Mm hmm. I loved it. I need to get water because I don't know what's happening with my throat. <laughs> yeah, I was telling you, I saw the trailer um, for She's Gotta Have It, the original movie, and I just can't wait to sit down tonight and watch it. You need to. It this just, is your Saturday. Yeah. Do it. Yep. Make it happen. Get some snacks on your way home. And, Absolutely. And enjoy the snowy day. It is, it is necessary. Oh, how nice. I know. It's so beautiful out there. And another one, this is something my mom exposed me to because she's Ghanaian and um, that part of Africa was colonized by the British. So there's a lot of like British shows they watched and grew up with and Mm -hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, wow. I know. I didn't see that one coming. Yes, no. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. (laughs) I love a musical too. Like, 
I love that movie. I know the songs verbatim. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it's kid friendly. Like, you can raise Kingsley on it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just a story about a single dad and his two kids, daughter and son. Mm -hmm. And he lives with his his father. So they have a relationship with their grandpa. Mm -hmm. And they just go on this adventure. He tells a story and it comes into life Mm -hmm. about this car that the kids. Wanted. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he finds his true love. It's it's oh it's beautiful. I'm adding that to the list. Yes, yes. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And lastly, Oliver Twist, the original. Oh, I know. Another British one. It's yeah. the songs in it, the the actors, it's nostalgic for me. It, it reminds me of childhood because my mom would play them for me and I just like be in awe sitting there and listening to the music. It reminds me of Christmas. Ooh, I Because like we would that. watch it around this time really? of year. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's just awesome. So I recommend those movies along yeah. with P's movies. Yeah. And that is the end of this podcast. I want to thank you. Um, I want to honor you as a woman, as oh, a sister. Thank you. Thank you for sharing part of your story with us thank and you so inspiring much. so many people out there in the world. You are amazing. Thank you. You are glorious. You are a phenomenal woman and <sighs> I honor you. You're going to make me cry. Oh. This was this was such a great experience. Oh, Just great. Celebrating our womanhood. So thank yes. you. I appreciate it. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.